Squad wants taxpayers to pay off their student loans. And the left's attempts to weaponize DOJ against parents and Republicans taking actions to fight against it. Yes, go us. This is Shelby with Rant Reload. I am joined with my co-host. Timothy Fowdy from Eternae Veritatis. And you are now listening to the Saturday Night Special. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Oh, uh, this is awesome to be here tonight. Uh, hey, well, uh, it's always a great time when we get a show going together. So, uh, just so, just so our listeners know, we are planning on doing Saturday night special every single week. So every single Saturday, look for the Saturday night special to be posted on our respective uh, web uh, web channels or what have you. Yes, and I am at uh, um, Rumble.com. My first and my first and last name all smashed together, capitals in the right places. Last name is F O U G H T Y, just so that way you people out there don't get confused on it. Timothy's easy, so just go with that. Timothy Fowdy, rumble.com. You'll see my content up there, and you'll see the recording of these shows every week, probably on Sunday morning because I'll record them Saturday night. And there we go. Also, you can catch the rant reloaded on Spotify on therantreloaded.com, and on Facebook under The Rant Reloaded. Uh, you can go to therantreloaded.com to get to both the, the Facebook and the Spotify channels. Uh, also, I will be putting up a link to uh, to Tim's uh, broadcast as well within the web, on the main page of the website. If you go to the website, please click the follow button. Let us know you're listening. Um, so... Without further ado, what do you say, Tim, that we go ahead and get into things? Oh, yeah. Let's get it on. Sorry, I was trying to give you the uh, whole boxing match hey, intro. Quite all right. I, lo- I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, uh, earlier this week, uh, uh, when, Fox, when Fox News put up their Christmas tree in New York Times Squares, some idiot decided that he'd rather turn it into a bonfire, so he lit their Christmas tree ablaze. Oh yeah! And, and, and this is this is where uh, apparently he got arrested for it, which is a good thing. Uh, Fox News nor anybody else has released the name of the arsonist, but apparently they just completely uh, they arrested him, took him in, and let him go immediately with uh, with a because of the the bail reform that says, "Oh, you're poor. We you don't have to pay money to get out of jail while you're waiting for trial." Here's the problem with this: is this man was already out on another bail reform bond for indecent exposure when he had exposed himself to reporters earlier that day. So here's where starting to wonder if the bail reform issue. Has has left completely lost their minds on this. Oh, can I, I mean, can I ask a question here at this point in time in that conversation? I got one certainly. question. Th- doesn't this ring a bell for anybody? I mean, haven't we heard something pretty recently that kind of falls right on the same track as this? I mean, oh, exactly the the the, the Waukesha uh, incident. Yes, right. That right. driver was out on bail reform bond as well. Right. Same day, okay. pretty much. The uh, the the let even dating back Kyle Rittenhouse incident. The, the 
at least two of the three people that were that he, that were shot were out uh, out on other charges without a bond to, to carry them. Right, and there's even some rumor to believe that some of the people that were taking part in the the riots there in Kenosha were actually um, paroled from prison on emergency provisions due to the COVID-19 outbreak and people's fears over it infecting inmates in prison. So that's that was some of the other side that I don't think anybody caught. People up here in Wisconsin were talking about it, and uh, I know quite a few of them that were talking about that. So and that, goes, that goes in line with the, the Democrats' current objective, which is uh, many Democrats are actually calling for the closure of all prisons. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. Take everybody in prison and let them out on the street. I mean, granted, I will grant you there are some problems are some innocent people that are legitimately innocent that are sitting in prison but nah. if you let everyone go then we've already seen just because of this bail reform across the nation violent crime rate and the recidivism of crimes are going through the and it's oh, by it's... people that are out on bondless release awaiting trial Oh, and, and it is getting bad with that too. But I, I'll I'll say something right here. I I think I don't give them that much altruistic kind of credit, you know, to to want to reform people and let them out of prison. I think the reason why they're doing this is because with those ex criminals, they can control them easy enough by giving them free stuff. They're used to it in the institution anyway, so why not go ahead and do that for them out on the streets? I think what they're really trying to do with the prisons is they're trying to empty them out so that way they can turn prisons into concentration camps for those of us God-fearing, good, uh, you know, good Americans, law-abiding citizens who want to keep guns, who want to keep our money, who want to keep our freedom so that way they can lock us all up and make us into criminals instead. And I think that's exactly. what they're trying and, to do. And they have actually clarified this objective earlier. Uh, shortly after Biden took office, they were talking about uh, re-education camps for right. conservatives. Right. Okay. So, I mean, seriously, uh, can we say Nazi Germany? Oh, I, I'd, I'd go a step farther than that. And I'd say this is this is turning into, uh, you know, well, we already know Democrats believe, um, you know, Marx, uh, Marx is God and Lenin was his prophet. You know, I, that's, I think that's pretty easy to understand these days. I don't know if it's oh, yeah, Nazi they, Germany they have, altogether, but, you know, <laughs> they have embraced the Marxist attitude. As a matter of fact, uh, shortly after the elections, we heard all last year, last election about socialism this, socialism that, we're socialist Democrat, da 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 da. Well, you don't hear socialist Democrat. Why? Because they dropped the socialism. They said, we can't mention socialism. The American people aren't ready to hear the word socialism. They oh, they were thinking we're the opposite last years. couple they of didn't years. They didn't say but... we're going to they didn't say we're going to stop pushing for socialism. Just we're going to drop the word off. Of that way, we're going to we're going to, we're going to act like we're hiding it, but be right in your face with it. All but, right. But we're we're, we're I mean, seriously, uh, this bail reform. Uh, I mean, seriously, is it just me, or is it, or does it seem out of, like it's like the Democrats have completely lost all sense of logic on this issue? 
I th I think that they have lost all sense of logic on this issue, and and I'll I'll give my own kind of perspective on it because those of you out there who who know my history personally, um, they know why I view it this way. But there's also this the situation that the people out there that don't know my history, I'll give you a little bit of information about it right here, right now. I come from a varied walk of life, and when I say varied, I've done all sorts of different things, been in all sorts of situations. Um, I, I, I like, like uh, Troy over here, I have done service to this country, but the thing is not in such a manner that I, I am proud of it. I am not proud of the service I, I had to do for this country because it was service in prison. Okay. Um, Troy can be proud of the service that he did for this country because he served in the military. I wish I could have been shoulder to shoulder with him, to be honest with you. But uh, my personal experience with bail and how it works is that for someone like me, I was lucky but unlucky in a lot of different ways. Um, with one of my situations, I was held without bond, or I should say I was held with a bond that was completely outrageous. Like, I didn't, I wasn't even guilty of doing what I did. I was guilty of knowing those who did it. That was it. My bail was set for $2 million. These people that get out and and do mass amounts of vandalism to a tree in New York City in Fox Square, okay, that's not just, you know, a tree decorated for Christmas. That's that's a national symbol. That's something that nationally we've always been proud of. And then you got right. people like the like the like the Waukesha massacre just a few weeks back. You know, this guy was let loose on a bale of his own recognizance, essentially. And then he went and drove his car into a crowd, a crowd of people and killed some people like. Well, on, on the Christmas tree thing, and I, I just want to point this out and how he's getting out after doing this much damage. Reportedly, the value of what he said ablaze was half a million dollars. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, so. It's it's yeah, we're, and here's here's my thing about needing to require bond. Okay, when you're out on bond, you have so so called something in the game, so to speak. Okay, which means if you violate that bond, if you meaning if you break a law or do something stupid to where you get rearrested and put back in jail while you're out on bond, you lose that bond money that you put up. If you went through a bondsman and put up collateral or somebody put up collateral for you, they lose what collateral they put up. So right. you have literally, you have something in the game, for lack of a better term. You have an incentive not to go out and commit another crime. With this lack of, uh, with this bail reform, there is no incentive not to commit crime. And there's no consequence if you do go out and, uh, and commit crime. Oh, absolutely. And that's it's 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 a it's a criminal's it's a criminal's haven out there. Oh, it's it's more than a criminal's haven, man. It's a criminal's what, what dream. Like they can just get in and out of jail, like like you know, it's at the drop of a hat, snap of the fingers, and just go back out and commit more crimes. You know, this is the exact antithesis of the Ru Rudy Giuliani way of doing things, where he did things broken mirror style, where the broken mirror, uh, the the broken window happened. Boom, pick them up, 
put him in jail for uh, for uh, um, vandalism. And that in New York, I believe, is a six month minimum. You know, so getting rid of the Rudy Giuliani way of doing things in New York has only instigated more crime rather than put a stop to it. So that's exactly. And we've seen we've seen this across the nation. Oh, yeah, Uh, it is across the nation. And literally bail bonds companies are suffering because they're going out of business because they can't collect bail bonds. I mean, you're absolutely right. And and only the high profile cases like the murder cases out there can get bail bondsmen anymore. But, you know, honestly, why are we sending bail bondsmen out to collect up dangerous, you know, fugitives of that kind of nature? You need, you know, actual law enforcement to do that. People who are equipped to handle that situation. Exactly. So, yeah, we're, we're putting bounty hunters out of business, which I think is a bad thing. I think bounty hunters serve their purpose. Granted, some of them are no better than criminals themselves, but they do serve a purpose. So, <laughs> this this is very, to say the least. But uh, I mean, I I would really, and most of this uh, these aren't this, this this bail reform isn't really taking hold in conservative states, but in in democratic states like I unfortunately happen to live in, it, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, I mean, and, in Wisconsin, it's it's kind of stupid as you can see too with Waukesha happening. <laughs> exactly. Not to laugh about exactly. that, but you know. And this thing of uh, I realize, yes, there's some people in prison or that get arrested that they've got mental health issues. Okay, that yeah. they want they, they that need to be addressed. Not just they want to. They, there are some that legitimately ha- need to be addressed. Okay, so instead of just letting these people back out on a no on a zero bond, why not do a uh, court issued commitment and get them that mental health? Well, there's there's a lot of reasons why that should happen, but there's also a lot of reasons why it doesn't. And I I don't completely you know, I'm not going to try to sit here and say that I understand why it doesn't happen more often because it honestly it should. There are a lot of people out there who need mental help, okay? <laughs> a lot of people. Um, like half the people in this country who burned stuff down last year over a common criminal. Like, honestly, those people all need to go get committed because they're, they're lunatics. They need psychological help. They need to be on some meds or something, you know? Because I don't know how anybody could think it's okay to go burn someone's business down just because you're pissed off at what one cop did to a criminal. Like exactly, and and, and that's the thing that the, the people these that they're writing about that they're calling heroes are people that have extensive criminal records. It's not just this happened to be their first offense. They've got extensive criminal records and usually have current current or something to that effect out on them right i mean it's this is really sad that we have this 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 nation that's that social order has been completely turned on its head in the past five years and the the real point of all of this that the where where all this started tipping and and getting flipped on its head was the fact and I don't think this is actually an opinion held by the general population. I think that the general population has 
the mob mentality at times, and I think that's what we witnessed last year. Um, I think Definitely. it's a few instigators that whip people up into a frenzy, and those few instigators were absolutely set off by the fact that we had a populist president in office because the people I'm, were I, upset with the establishment. Yeah, by the way, on those instigators, we're not going to mention any names, NBC, CNN, ABC. Oh, <laughs> M, uh, oh you mean uh, MSNB, uh, MSNBS? Or, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what they are. <laughs> Microsoft so, but, News Network uh, bullcrap. <laughs> I mean, seriously, when I watch the news anymore, especially when they're covering recent crimes that have occurred, I feel like I'm watching an outdoor sportsman fishing show with a catch-and-release policy. A catch-and-release policy of piranhas. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I mean there's not too much finer point to it that we can, we can put on that one. I mean, that... The the fact is is that I think that the way they do bail reform, um, do I think bail does need to be reformed? How it's done? Yes, but do I think that the way it's currently being handled is the right one? Hell no. I think they they went about it the complete wrong way. I think that they took the issue and they just ran with it because they thought it was somebody something that everybody would be like, oh hey, everybody's on board with this, so let's let's squeeze this for all we can and put criminals back on the streets. Because they love it, chaos. It's gotten to the point that a violent animal gets a stricter punishment than a violent human. Right. 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 And the truth of the matter is, animals really don't know any better. They, they are a product of how they are trained. I mean, animals in, in, in many cases are acting out of defense whether it's defense for like domesticated animals, if it's defense of the property that they've been raised up on, defense of their of their quote unquote pack, because dogs, uh, no matter if they're domesticated or not, will look at the family that raises them as being their pack. Um, and most of the time, it's it's acting out of defense for what those animals have grown up with. And and when it comes to wild animals, it's the exact same way. It's all instinctual. The the creature that you know, if it's a social creature and has a herd or a pack or a, or a pride, as as it were, for felines, you know, they instinctually defend the pack or pride exactly. or herd. So that's what it's always with that. It's never about you, – you never see animals attacking for the fun of it. They don't attack exactly. for the fun of it. They attack out of defense or out of hunger. Humans I are the only thing are the only creatures on this on this earth that attack for the fun of it. Exactly. So I mean, we're also the only exactly we're the only species on the planet that kills just for the sake of killing. Exactly. But, uh, I mean, like I said, and listeners, feel free to send in your emails and make comments because we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Oh, absolutely. Are, with do you agree with us that 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 bail reform needs to be uh reevaluated and, and and revoked or do do you think we're just uh overreacting to it i mean right. i i think that, feel free to look up the stats for yourself uh, i know there's a lot of broadcasters out there they say something and they just hope people uh take that as fact i'm, t- right. I'm no. actually telling you 
Go and search the statistics for yourself. Go and look at the facts yourself. Don't take my word for it. Go and look at it. Right. If I'm Absolutely. wrong, challenge me on being wrong. But challenge me with challenge challenge either with more facts or challenge with better ideas. That's kind of where I'm at about it. And I'm sure that Troy over here is exactly the same way. Challenge with exactly. facts or better ideas. One of the two. I'm I'm willing to have a civil conversation on these topics with anybody interested in having an actual civil conversation absolutely um i see we're coming up to the third of our show here so let's move on to the second topic up here this one's something exactly. that i've been finding a little bit interesting now, now exactly now this is uh, the uh, first before i get into this uh, just when i thought aoc might have a glimmer of hope because she did make a statement uh, earlier about uh, about uh, and I spoke about it on my show er, last uh, earlier this week uh, of uh, she brought up the thing about civil forfeitures and how it was wrong and I happen to agree with her I hate to admit it I agreed with her on something but then she turns around in the same breath and completely makes an idiot out of herself again by that's insisting... easy that's run of the mill for her though. <laughs> That is run of the mill for her. I mean, I think I feel like I lose brain cells every time this woman opens her mouth on national television. Oh, d dude! Okay. Every time she opens them, every single time she opens her mouth, God kills a kitten. Like seriously, <laughs> I, I I sure hope not because that means our feline population is almost to zero by now. Nah, but, nah. Cats cats reproduce um, more than rabbits do. We're not in any danger. Now, if he starts killing baby bunnies, that, that we might be in danger of a, you know, population of our of our rabbit population dying off. So, <laughs> exactly. Anyhow, here we have AOC and her entire squad that are insisting that taxpayers pay off their student loans. Okay. Now, when I went to school, I got I went to college. I racked up thirty dollars and thirty thousand dollars of student loans. I had to pay them off, and all I had was my little uh, disability military pension. Okay, these people are making one hundred seventy thousand dollars a year plus, and they're expecting everyday citizens like you and me, middle class and low class, to pay off their student loans for them, saying that. Uh, well, student loans are for the privileged class. So since we're privileged class, the, those who aren't privileged need to pay off our debts for us. Are you fucking kidding me? Excuse my language, but this really, this really burns me. Um, she, she's saying that, uh, and, and the article put out by Ford where she, uh, uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio calls student loans completely ridiculous. Uh, in her speech, she rallied against the crushing student loan debt and called on President Biden to cancel student loans, uh, uh, saying that uh, some of the highlights uh, that 17-year-olds are able to borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, yet they don't understand the payback terms and what have you. Now, granted, this is true. 17-year-olds usually don't understand the consequences of, in of interest and whatnot on loans. However, if you usually, you, you, and even a 17-year-old, most people going to college, they're conferring with their parents or, or an adult member of their family, try to figure out where they're going to go to college and all this, that, and all. 
okay? But to expect average Joe citizen to, to use his tax money to pay your student loans? Seriously? How can a woman making $175,000 a year not be able to afford her monthly uh, student loan? I mean, ugh. just, ugh. Okay, so the whole thing that I, that I'm going to latch on to with this was one of her comments about this says student loans are for the privileged, and and that's a ridiculous assertion, right? Well, ugh. there was a fact check on this, and it, it kind of comes up in in the article, and it just okay. Sure, the Biden administration hasn't ad advanced the narrative and all that. But her assertion that student loans are for the privileged. I got one question for AOC on that one. Just one question. Is that what exactly are you saying is a privilege about student loans? They're a complete pain in the butt. But the thing is that if you go to college, you should know what you're getting yourself into. You should know that when you borrow sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars to go to college, you gotta pay that back. That's other people's money that you are borrowing. But then again, none of that ever occurred to her, someone who's a complete freaking communist. No, no, of course it doesn't. She believes in not, just taking your money. That, not only that, she's from what we affectionately like to call the entitled generation, which that they are entitled to whatever they want without consequence. Yeah, and that's something. Okay, AOC, I know you're probably never going to listen to this, but just on the off chance you do, the only thing you're entitled to, I've got an entire book of things that you're entitled to. Guess what? Every single freaking page is blank. There is nothing that you are actually entitled to besides maybe breathing air. Okay, that's it. <laughs> She is entitled to whatever is guaranteed as a right in the Constitution, but that's where it ends. Well, yeah, I mean, the right to breathe free air is something that all American citizens are guaranteed to be able to have. Okay, the 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 right to equal privilege, uh, the the equal privilege of of having um um you know equal opportunity to advance in life. That's something every American citizen is entitled to as part of our human rights. We are entitled to have the right to pursue our own happiness. However, exactly. just because uh, we are entitled to the right to pursue that happiness does not mean we are entitled to that happiness. Exactly. We are. That's exactly the it spells it out. The pursuit of happiness. It doesn't say you have uh, you're just going to be happy or have every. Thing that makes you happy it says you have the right to pursue it which means get to work for it exactly there's no free stuff in life beyond the air that you breathe and that's it that's the only free thing that you get in life is air everything else well you might be able to get water for free but you better you best be finding a way to boil it first but still the only thing you get for free in this world is air that's it that's all you get for free exactly you can go take crap in the woods, but depending on if there's somebody looking in your general direction, if you take that crap in the woods, you might have to pay for it. You know? And this is how I look at it, okay? If you're, if you're, if you, if you have the proper level of intelligence, there's other ways other than just student loans to, to go to college. There are grants 
that allow you to go to college, which means you don't have to pay back grants. Grant money right. is given to you free of charge. There are scholarships. If you weren't smart enough to apply for those, maybe you shouldn't have gone to college to begin with. Not to mention, there's there's a wonderful program out there, and I, I you know, I mean, you know, if if they don't want to be connected with a conservative podcast, I can understand. But there are programs out there on the internet, uh, like something that starts with a B, and uh, um, happens to slightly rhyme with rhyme with the word resilient. Um, there's a website out there. It costs just a little bit of money, and when I say a little bit of money, I'm I'm literally talking, you know, you pay for it once a year. And you earn a couple hundred times the magnitude in your in your tax in your taxes uh, in your you know tax refund to pay for it for an entire year, and they have college courses right there on that program, walkthroughs on it, puzzles, all sorts of learning tools, and even contact with professors and stuff like that that work in those particular fields that'll help you learn those particular topics. It's basically college courses without the diploma at the end. Okay, but it's enough to give you an understanding in that field that if you're struggling with something and you want to learn how to do it properly so that way you can score high enough to get into a scholarship program, you know, no matter how old you are, guess what? It's the thing for you because you can do that. Exactly. You, know, you don't have to borrow money from the federal government to go to college. You, there are thousands of scholarship programs out there, okay, that'll pay your entire way. The only thing you got to pay for is your is, is your food, essentially your food and housing. And if you get lucky enough to be able to do it all online, hey, even better for you. You know exactly. And I I, I will say this, and AOC, I hope you and your pathetic squad members do hear this. And I could care less if it upsets you or not. Okay, if you're going to go to college and you're going to take federal loans, you need to expect. You're going to get work your ass off to pay off those student loans like everybody else in this country, okay, and not have other people pay them off for you. That is the most selfish, most pathetic thing I think I have heard come out of your mouth in a while. Everything oh, you say tends to be selfish and petty, but this take this literally takes cake. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That you're the one who went to school. Suck it up and deal with it. Otherwise. Right. What the hell up? Nobody right. wants to hear you run your mouth, AOC. Um, Chip Roy from Texas was actually talking about that. I watched a video on uh, Forbes the other night uh, that was, you know, he was speaking to that. And he said, look, you know, he went to law school. He knew right out the gate going to law school that, you know, if his students weren't, weren't if not if his students, but if his if his grades weren't high enough, he, ch he probably would have chose something different. But his grades were high enough, so he went and did it. And he knew, he knew going into it that it was going to cost a lot of money to go through it. He knew going into it, he was going to have to pay that money back. You know, if mm -hmm. AOC had some understanding about going to college that she wouldn't have to pay her money back, well, then she was getting her financial advice from an idiot. Okay, well, because honestly, you're going to pay that money back. Either that or uh, since she was working in a bar, she, she spent her entire college career in a drunken stupor. Oh, that too. But hey, you know what, AOC, let me, let me tell you right now, your problem is already being solved. Because you know what, we the taxpayer are kind of already paying off your student loans by your actual paycheck. Because, you know, where do you think that money comes from? Do you think the government gives oh, you that money? 
This is true, but apparently she wants that. She wants that. She wants more. Oh, she uh, wants more. She's, that, she's a give me more kind of person. That's right. Exactly. Forget the forget the fact that even if she gets <laughs> voted out of office, she still gets a government paycheck for the rest of her life. I don't know any other job in this in this entire world where you can get fired and still collect a paycheck, but apparently that one you can. Right. Well, that, there's there's a way that you can get fired from being in government where you don't collect a paycheck anymore, and it's called impeachment. Which, by the way, does kind of need to happen to AOC. She's said plenty of things that are treasonous since she's been serving in office, all, along with the rest of the squad. They've they've all said things that were completely treasonous to where they should, oh, at the very least, be impeached and kicked out of office. I mean, I don't think anything beyond that needs to happen. They just need to be told you can't serve in government anymore. You're you're done. <laughs> I think that's all that needs to happen. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. There is no doubt about that. Um, but, uh, and I apologize if my, uh, if that grinding noise came by, came through, there's, uh, some, they were doing some work next door or something. So I, I don't know if you guys are picking it up or not. Oh, I'm not hearing the darn thing. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's good. So, but yeah, I mean, and I hate beating a dead horse, but seriously, uh, AOC, when she opens her mouth, she forces people to beat that horse, literally, because they're, uh, AOC, I, like I said, I agree with you on the, the one issue you brought up about the, uh, about the civil forfeiture. You know what? That was a smart idea. Stick to that and stay away from everything else, because everything else, there, there's an old saying, it's better to keep your mouth shut and let the world think you then open your mouth and proving it and honey you are indeed proving it she she can never open her mouth without proving that she's a complete idiot i mean exactly. it's it's like i said i i honestly i personally believe in my heart of hearts that every time that she opens her mouth god kills a kitten okay well i um, i hear i hear this woman talk about her economic ideas her new oh, good god deal ideas where she, I, she opens I, up her I, mouth I, on her economic it. ideas, and I think God kills off like half the population of starlings. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where this woman went to college for at, but if if she's actually believing and that's what they taught her, they need to lose their they they need to lose their accreditation. Oh, I imagine it's probably Berkeley are, or Brown. They well, I I'm not going to say that because I don't really know, but. Uh, whatever I'm begin, I'm wondering if she just attended school online to one of these uh, one of these pay the these pay for profit schools like like University of Phoenix or some crap yeah that's probably what it was there's pl there's plenty of leftists that run around in that place that I know because I went to college there too trying to get into IT and they taught me about advertising first off it's like really this ain't IT this is advertising are you guys confused exactly. you know. <laughs> Exactly. But, I mean, but it's, getting getting on a topic that we were just on there with with what, something that AOC did say about asset forfeiture. I think that asset forfeiture is completely like unconstitutional in, in in every single way, and and the reason why I think that. Now I know that there are some provisions for it within the Constitution, but it's usually based on an elective. Uh, I I forget what amendment it actually is, but it's about uh, um, indentured servitude. Because with indentured servitude, you're not allowed to owe property. 
Okay, so so if the only way you can you can pay the country back for the crimes you commit is by going into servitude to the person that you committed the crime against, you have to give them all of your assets into their well, care. Well, yeah, now that might be returned to you afterwards, but still. Yeah, but here's where civil forfeiture falls short of that. Uh, uh, of that is that there is no due process. You, they don't need a warrant. They don't even need to officially file charges against you. So they they can just walk in and say, "Oh, we think you're paying your rent with drug money. We think you're paying your bills with drug money. We think you're dealing drugs." Heck, so they don't even really need to do that. I mean, they they can they can accuse you of crime that they want they they don't even have to accuse you of anything all they have to do is claim oh hey this is uh um what what is it called eminent eminent domain well you that know? eminent domain falls under a different a different statute altogether than than civil forfeiture. civil forfeiture but it's the is same concept the though right but the but eminent domain is where the government can take your property because they have to have it for whatever re- bullshit reason Civil forfeiture is where the police can decide to take your property without due process so that they can resell it and make money for their department. Right. And like I said before, I I think that that whole idea, that whole concept is just is just beyond idiotic. I don't think that should be able to happen. I think that um... no, we're supposed to be guaranteed in the Constitution of protection against unreasonable search and seizure. Uh, right. In my opinion, civil forfeiture definitely falls under the category of unreasonable seizure. I mean, it, it's definitely illegal um, search and seizure in that in that regard, because that is what is called a seizure, a seizing your assets. You know, exactly. And and, and it doesn't matter if it's a house, bank account, boat, car, motorcycle, or your freaking golf clubs. It's the or same heck, thing. even your cigarette lighter. Like there, there's no reason in the world why they can just take that from you. Exactly. But you know, uh, anything that is your property, I mean, it's bad enough that you buy a house, you still have to continue paying taxes on it every single year, even though you already paid taxes when you bought it. Right. But to be able to say the police can come in and take it just because they decide they need to they need to finance their department. That's ridiculous. So I will give AOC credit on challenging that. And I think that's something Republicans should, as I said the other day on Wednesday or Thursday, excuse me, that Republicans should get behind and work on coming up with reasonable legislation to put a stop to or at least put more strict guidelines such as due process on civil forfeiture. Oh, absolutely. Which means if if you don't convict the person of a crime, you don't get their property. I, I honestly think it needs to go a step further than that. I think that the only people that it should ever happen to, if it does happen to anybody, are those who commit crimes and are single and own property. If 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 they have a wife and kids or something like that, that property needs to default to the next of kin. Exactly. Because you don't want to put kids out on the street. Since you, Especially since usually the spouse is listed as the co-owner. Right. So it should never be taken... It should never be taken completely outright. I think that if there's no next of kin, then fine, it's whatever. But if there is next of kin, especially like a wife or kids, you should not be able to put those kids out on the street. I don't care if you're if you're wearing a badge on your on your shirt or not. Like you exactly. should not be able to put those kids out on the street. 
they should have a guaranteed roof over their heads no matter what. And the best way to guarantee that is just to not take their house from them. Exactly. So, so Republicans, I hope you're listening to this and that you will make that reach across the aisle and work with AOC on this. Right. Because it, it, it's something that needs to be done. I fortunately have never been a victim of civil forfeiture. Knock on wood, I never will be. But right. uh, I probably won't because I really don't have anything of value. But Right. Well, I mean, it's uh, right, right they're going. Anyway, I'm not going to have very much left to lose very soon anyway, so it so, ain't going to matter regardless. But there, there is kind of one other topic I do want to kind of addenda. I, I want to make an addendum onto this this overall thing about, and it's just because we were talking about reaching across the aisle and working with people. Uh, Chip Roy was just saying um, in those comments that uh, we were talking about with the the um, school loan thing, he was also talking about how there are about ten people in Congress. And I'm not talking about just the House but also the Senate. There are 10 to 12 people that make all the decisions. Everybody else just walks in, does a party line vote, walks out on the steps and gives a speech, but there are only about 10 to 12 people that make all the decisions and everybody else is expected to just fall in line. They have not yeah. discussed any amendments or, or laws of any kind, bills of any kind, on the House floor or in the Senate chambers for the last five years. The only thing that every single member has voted upon that is required to actually vote upon and be separated completely is the continuing resolution to keep the government running. That is it. Exactly. That is all they've done for the past five years. That is all they've ever voted on for the past five years. That's well, why they we need to get... Their, they, honestly, they dragged their feet on that so... They dragged back their feet on that so long I'd be surprised they have time to discuss Oh, they, they get it in before the 11th hour is done. That's that is one thing they do is they do finally get it in before the eleventh hour is done, before the government shuts down. They always vote on it and get more money in, but that's that's the crazy part about it is that half these bills that would would be able to go into effect are not just like laws; they're actually government business things that would actually decrease our debt, like contracts being awarded to producers, so that way we can actually produce things again and make money for our country. They don't want to do any of that. They want to try to bankrupt, and it's happening at our highest levels. And that's oh, why exactly. that's exactly. why it's not the it's Democrat, not necessarily Democrats versus Democrat. Republicans. It's establishment versus decentralized, you know, people people that favor decentralization, getting the people back into the the loop on politics, and that's that's kind of where it's at. Exactly, and uh, this lifelong politician thing. Uh, I mean, we keep leaving it up to Congress to vote on whether there's going to be term limits to Congress and Senate. I mean, seriously, if, if you were in a position to vote whether you had a job next year or not, are you going to are you going to vote against it? Yeah, they're, they're not going to vote to fire themselves. Exactly. This is something that needs to go on the ballot and let the American people make that decision. Congress shouldn't have anything to do with that decision of whether they get get limited to term. Oh, that's that, the American people's decision. That's a great segue into our next uh, next topic because of, uh, say, like my position with my school board. I actually had a conversation with uh, one of the school board members, and I told him point blank. So this is going into the uh, left attempting to weaponize DOJ and FBI, which is not just an attempt. It's actually, I think they've been pretty successful in doing it. Um, but I was talking with 
my one of my school board members about uh, the decision to continue with masks versus not masks. And I'm sitting here saying to him, said, look, every single person who was in that meeting two, three weeks ago um, said no. They all stood up and made your meeting run over by an hour and a half with their commentary saying, you best give us back the power to decide if there's masks in our schools or not. Okay. Right. And that's, that's one thing that I think that on very important things like that, the American people need to be given the, the right to decide the vote. Meaning it's not, it's not done by a committee. It's not done by the whole house, the whole governing body. It's done by the American people and it's done by on a ballot. I think voting day needs to be at least once a month for hot ticket issues like these. Everybody goes in, fills out their ballot. These are the issues that we're voting on. You know, yes or no, do you want this? Yes or no, do you want this? You get a little booklet like the week beforehand, and it's up to each individual to go through and know what they're voting on. Okay? Right. That's personal responsibility. I think that's something that does kind of need to be looked at for certain hot ticket items like, you know, term limits for, for Senate and 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 uh, um, congressmen and all that. <clears throat> but as oh, I said, um, this this is a segue into the uh, the video I had queued up here. Um, let's make sure that uh, it's not going to feedback on you here. So I'm oh. going to mute my microphone on Discord here. Uh, when you when you want me to start it up here, I'll I'll go ahead and do that. Whenever you're ready. And uh, actually, real quick uh, for our listeners, he did mention Discord. Uh, to our listeners, I do inc- uh, I invite you to join us on Discord if, if you want it. Uh, maybe we can have you as a guest if uh, if you contact us in advance. But just search for search your Discord for the the Rant Reloaded server, and we'd love to have you join us. All right, that's absolutely right. I'd love to have a chat with anybody who wants to come on here. It it's always it's always a joy to have more guests on. Uh, all right. Whenever you're ready, here I can start it up if you want. Um, I'll start you're it right half- at your leisure, sir. Just so that way your your audience knows. Here I'm gonna stop about halfway through. We're gonna talk about the first thing here, the first set of things here. Because with this video, fair warning, there's a lot to unpack here. So if you want to get the full thing, I'll drop a link for the video, um, in the description with my video, and I I recommend that uh, Troy does too as well, but there's a lot to unpack in this video about uh, the senior leadership in our law enforcement at the DOJ, Merrick Garland. Um, the the guy is corrupt, just to say the least. He is corrupt, no, that's, super corrupt. That's putting it mildly. But um, Mr. Uh, Mike Johnson, from uh, um, re- representative from uh, Louisiana, has some very, very impactful points that he makes within four minutes. And I'm telling you right now, there is a lot to unpack here. So we're gonna we're gonna go about a minute into the clip that I have, and then we're gonna pause it, discuss some things. And then we're gonna continue on to the end. And that's where you're gonna hear the, my personally, my one of my favorite quotes out of this whole darn video. So without further ado, I'm gonna get right into it here. Draw attention to okay. it. We've heard it repeated over and over. The memo was issued just five days after the National School Board Association sent a letter to the White House referring to concerned parents as, quote, domestic terrorists and perpetrators of hate crimes. Guess what? The attorney general said that was the basis for his memo. 
That was under oath, my friends. That was in the record of this hearing. Go pull the transcript if you've forgotten it. You treat American parents as domestic terrorists? That's outrageous, but it's, it gets even worse. Now we've learned, yes, the FBI's counterterrorism division is using a threat tag to track and target parents who speak out against school policies. And what's Attorney General Garland doing? He testified the day after that directive was issued, right here before all of us, under oath. He said the Department of Justice isn't targeting parents. We, we've heard his quote so many times. Did he mislead us? Or did he actually not know what the two largest divisions of the Department of Justice are doing about one of the highest profile issues in America today? There's only two possibilities. He's either dishonest or he's incompetent. Right there. What does that say? I mean, did you? Okay. I mean, right there. What, what does that say? I mean. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, we have a man who is in a high level position within our government who has a personal interest in teaching things like critical race theory, uh, transgenderism, or what are they calling it? Gender studies or something like that. I mean, that that's the that's kind of the, the second half of the video here. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But it's like he's he's been under oath saying that he's not weaponizing the DOJ, that he's not weaponizing the FBI. But yet right there in his comments to the White House, the, 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 the memo he sent to the White House, he was flat out saying that that's what they were doing, that they put a terrorism tag on parents, a terror threat on parents who were standing up to critical race theory and and all of that like exactly okay so we have we have this man Merrick Garland who went in under oath and said we're not doing that we're not doing that we're not doing that but yet his organization and oh, the organization he heads up the DOJ and the organization that the DOJ works closely uh, so closely with they might as well be the same thing the FBI have both been doing that so he's lying right. under oath exactly and, and of course uh, he's not going he's not accepting accountability for it oh absolutely he's, not we've been dodging congress's request for him to return and answer to his either flat out lies or incompetence he refused to do so. oh yeah and there that's it's quite a few times i think uh at the end of the video, I'm not sure if I recorded that part of it or not, but um, at the end of the video on YouTube that I got this off of, uh, he's uh, he, Mr. Johnson here actually states it. It's like 40-something times that they have requested from Merrick Garland uh, for clarification on these issues, and every single time has gone completely unanswered. So this guy not only is lying to them under oath, but he also thinks he's above the law because these are the people. This is the judicial, um, the judiciary oversight, you know, panel in D.C. Exactly. that is supposed to have complete oversight over the DOJ and the FBI and their all their actions and hold them accountable. And he's acting like he's above the law on this one. He acts, he acts like he doesn't have to answer to them. Well, like, that makes me wonder why they haven't filed contempt of Congress uh, against him. Oh, they they actually mentioned that earlier in the earlier in this particular video oh no I, i'm sorry it was the other video about uh um the one that john kennedy was speaking in he was talking about contempt of congress in there and how they've tried that with the doj and merrick garland um and that there's other methods they're going to try 
which like I said, we'll, we'll cover that video in a different segment, but uh, right. um, I'm going to go ahead and speed this along here uh, and we'll play the second half of this here for you guys. In either of those okay. scenarios should alarm the American people. The attorney general must go on record to clear this up and, and we will not stop demanding that happens. The, the ranking member's resolution is entirely appropriate. We need to pass this resolution and issue those subpoenas so we get the attorney general, yep. the highest law enforcement official in America, right in front of us again, to ask him these questions, pointed and directed, and he needs to give responses. He has to clear this up. And while he's at it, by the way, he needs to address the egregious abuse of power that he hasn't addressed yet. I asked him when he was here last time. He refused. He dodged the question a hundred times. His own family mm -hmm. has a direct financial interest in selling the curriculum materials critical race theory and otherwise, that parents are going to their local school board meetings to protest. And these are the parents that he deployed the full weight of the Department of Justice against. I, I, I'm telling you, this, this is so outrageous. And, and, and the idea that he refuses to submit to a simple federal ethics inquiry about this is, is just beyond us. Yeah, so that's... So that's, that's the whole thing right there. I mean... That says it all. Well, I say the 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 calling it outrageous is 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 putting it mildly. <laughs> you're taking and you're trying to re, uh, weaponize the DOJ against American citizens. Okay, not use it as a law enforcement, but literally have them labeling American citizens as terrorists because they disagree with a government entity. Well. To me, that 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 is an act of treason in and of itself. The right. challenging government a government agency is not treason. What is treason is saying, "Oh, well, if you're challenging us, we're going to label you a terrorist." Right. Absolutely. I mean that that's that's really where the cookie crumbles on this one is that there is no way, no way, where this ends in the favor of people like Merrick Garland, who are gaming the system to make their family's money based on the the curriculum that was put out by who who was it a uh, bunch of other com completely idiotic so-called experts right alongside Bill Gates who put out critical race theory and and the uh the uh curriculum that it has been that it has been interjected into with the common core stuff you know that was Bill Gates that's all them that's it's social engineering and they're saying that if you're going to stand up against social engineering in this country, you're a terror threat. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and it is social engineering. Our children, our nation's children are being brainwashed into the uh, extreme leftist ideology. That, right. that, is, that, is, flat, that is flat out. Uh, it's unacceptable. This is why I give... I, I have to give credit to the GOP for finally waking up we to, uh, and deciding, hey, this is an issue that needs addressed. We can't ignore it anymore. We need to start fighting for parental rights in the school. Parents need to have say-so in their child's education. We can't allow these schools and these agencies to continue indoctrinating children. I mean... Which is, is completely true. It, it, um, it is true. I mean, it's that I think that's actually a complete understatement. Like, wh where, when was it that we just rolled over and said that our children are lo no longer our own, that our children are no longer um, 
best served by learning what we the parents have to teach them and when did we give that right to the government to to decide what is best to teach our children i don't think we knowingly gave it to them we gave it to them in bits and pieces because somewhere along the line parents got lazy and decided oh during x hour and x hour they're in school they're not my problem anymore well right. if you're looking at your child as a problem then you yourself have a problem right so and that's where it boils down to we unwittingly gave the government complete control over our kids i think it was hillary uh who said uh some time ago i think during her last campaign or or shortly before that that parents were secondary in a child's life but the government was the re ones responsible for the child yeah that was that was something she did say yeah um that, that kind of goes part and parcel to with the inauguration speech from um mr i can't remember anything without my ice cream uh joe biden uh <laughs> when he right. said when he said who who are the people we are the people the people in this room the government we are the people it's we the people and it's like wait a minute here no you are not the people you are the government you are you are exclusively separate from we the people yes once you become a public servant you are not a member you are a member of the people only if you are not acting in your official capacity so once right. you're acting in your the official capacity of your office you cease to be the people who are the one who answers the people hence right. the term public servant exactly you are a servant. we are your bosses we are your employers right and that's that's where the democrats have really gotten separated from reality and that's that's where like even where this whole aoc thing comes from this is a complete detachment a complete separation from reality no they're living in a fantasy world that goes completely contrary to what our founders intended oh absolutely i mean it's not just contrary i mean it's it's completely as i said before tipped completely on its head i mean you can't get more upside down than what we already are no you 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 really can't and make my my friends make no mistake uh no we haven't come to a civil war in the terms of breaking out arms and and, and fighting brother against brother but we are currently involved in a civil war the fate of our nation is literally at stake at this point in time well that's that's just it though civil wars don't always have to be between you know guns blazing okay sometimes civil wars are fought in a cultural standpoint sometimes civil wars are fought with media propaganda i mean we had an entire 50 year long war with russia that we fought with propaganda exactly propaganda and spies that's what we did for 50 freaking years exactly and that's what i wanted to point out just because you're not hearing gunfire and trust me i discourage you from going to that extreme oh absolutely okay? but we are in a civil war and we need to use our voices we need to use our actions to fight back the democrats have been fighting for the for the last uh 50 years republicans are just now waking up and realizing if we don't fight we we've lost 50 hell it's been about 70 since the great society started i think that was when the uh shots were first fired was the one that we were 
beginning the Cold War, because that's that's when the beginning of this insidious communism came into our country was when the Cold War was being fought. Oh, this is true. Uh, I will I will grant you that. But uh, and I mean, so, some some might even say it went back even farther than that. And I mean, this is something that uh, um, a guy that I listen to a lot on uh, on SoundCloud, uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, is actually kind of kind of went into in depth. And I just kind of want to extend our show by just a couple of minutes and cover this uh, little point because I think it kind of ties everything together kind of nicely right. in this regard. Um, communism is not a new thing, and neither is free market capitalism. It's not a new thing. It's not something that just came around within the last 200 years. These two concepts have been at war with each other within how societies have formed and governed themselves and oftentimes been at war with each other um, for the last five to six to, to 10,000 years ever since uh, the, the biblical Tower of Babel. I think that that was a real tower. I think it was a real place. I think those were all real events in a lot of different respects. I mean, you go back and you look in the archaeological digs across the world, you'll find these, these uh, buildings called ziggurats in, uh, in, in modern-day Persia and, and Iraq and Iran where these, there's these towering structures, huge mud-brick structures. And the reason why this is important to equate to communism and socialism is because in communism and socialism, each person is a brick no different from the person next to them that's what equity stands for and that's why right. the, the concept of equity and critical race theory is so important for them to hammer through that's what i've been fighting against in my own school with their equity statement and what they want to do with that is that each brick is exactly the same on all sides no bricks uh, no two bricks are different from each other exactly. that's socialism and they communism also mean, no matter how much how hard you work you're never going to get ahead but but as you can see like with rome with the roads of rome the old the old cobblestone roads you know how those were built those were built with varying sized stones and gravel yep. and sand out of rubble out of everything being unique it was all put together through uh, through compacting unique pieces together into a solid whole and those roads are still lasting to this day 6,000 yep. years after they were first built so that's why when we talk about the tower of babel and the babel effect about communism and centralized government centralized control of entities always leads to destruction that's what we're seeing with this country today tearing itself apart that's what we're seeing with this cold civil war that we're in is that right now we have battle lines with the the parallel economy that that Dan Bongino has been has been talking about with Rumble going against YouTube. Rumble is now a public company now. We got registered with uh, with uh, um, Nasdaq, which is really awesome. I think that's a great a great move forward in our parallel economy. But it's it is a parallel economy. Make no mistake, and that's why right. these concepts are so so important for everybody to understand. These are the things we have to fight against. Oh, we do. And that's part of the reason you're out here. That's part of the reason I'm out here. Might not be fighting a physical fight, but people, we have to get the word out there. We don't, Our problem is not the message. We have the message and we know what the message is. Our problem is the delivery of the message because we're so afraid of this cancel culture that we don't speak up. Right. You know what? 
I don't have that much going on for me anyway. One of these idiots on the left want to try to cancel me, be my guest. <laughs> oh, they're they're already trying with me, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's why I'm dealing with so many issues with uh with unemployment right now is there is I think they're trying to cancel me. <laughs> well, I know I, I've actually received a lot of threats on Facebook this week from people on the left <coughs> they are to cancel me. I told them point blank, take your best shot. Right, right. And I mean because I will not be silenced. I will not I will not be brushed away. My voice will ring out until the day that I die. Absolutely. That here, here, my friend. Here, here. You know, it's it's one of the things I I'm sure that I probably received quite a few threats on Facebook recently, but honestly, I couldn't care less because I don't really get on Facebook that much except for to post when I when I make one of these videos or or something along those lines. So <laughs> you know, you know, it's messed up, and uh, I, I know we're going over time, and we're just shooting the breeze now, but. Uh... On Facebook, it is uh, a lot of the. If you put out conservative stuff, you're 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 many times uh, uh, censored and 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 put in what's called Facebook jail. But or if you make a threat, if you're dumb enough to make a threat to somebody, but these leftists, they can say they're going to cancel you, and that's not a violation of the uh, Facebook terms. All right. Really? They can they can bully you. They can tell you that your opinions are crap or garbage or whatever. And if you try to say the same thing right back to them, you're the bully, not them. Like exactly. I, I I got put in Facebook jail about a week and a half ago because I was having that discussion with someone over the Amazon series uh uh the Wheel of Time saga that they just put out because I disagree with how they cast it. I disagree with all the different uh um, things that are trying to interject into um, Robert Jordan's epic. And I'm just like, guys, this is not Robert Jordan's story anymore. They have taken too much creative license with this story. And I'm sorry, but this is not, this is not the story that I grew up loving. Okay. And they told me that my, and the people on this, on this group told me that I'm basically no longer wel welcome in that group because I'm giving criticism to the measures of inclusivity and critical theory that they're employing in the t retelling of Robert Jordan's epic Wheel of Time series. Like, seriously? Why Why am I wrong to say I want it to be lore accurate? I laugh every time I hear that, that terminology, criminal cri critical theory. Well, for something to truly be critical theory, it requires critical thinking. And all of these critical theories that the left put out completely eliminate critical thinking, and they encourage you not to engage in critical thinking. Well, the reason why they call it critical theory, and this is something that I've I've actually wargamed with a couple of my conservative philosopher friends, it's not about critical thinking, you're absolutely right, but it's about causing a critical mass. Exactly. It's about causing a critical mass to create communism within this country. That's what they're trying to do. Right. And, you know, there's, they're being successful in, in large part due to nobody really noticing it and it all happening behind the closed doors of our schools. You know? Uh, not to mention the lack of actual education going on in our schools. Well, that's you precisely any, the point. Uh, you, you, you can go to a college campus and ask a college senior about, a, about something that a eighth grader should know in american history 
and they will look at you dumbfounded because they have no clue what you're talking about. Right. It's like I, I asked a couple of college students who were taking a quote-unquote astronomy class a couple of years ago. I asked them, do you know what the, this, this equation stands for, pi times V of X? What does that stand for? What does that represent? And they couldn't tell me. Pi times V of X is... That, that's the that's the equation to measure the period of time that it will take for an object to orbit some, another object like that's that's pi which is the circumference of a circle okay times velocity of an object so that's how fast you're traveling around an object <laughs> They couldn't even tell me that. That's basic orbital physics right there. <laughs> right. Well, we're about ten minutes over, so uh we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Can we get your final thoughts tonight, Tim? Uh final thoughts. Final thoughts. Well, my my only final thought is uh, I I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas this week, and um, I look forward to being back here next week with some some fresh perspectives on DOJ uh, issues. I'm probably going to be hammering that one pretty hard, and uh, I'm I'm probably going to get more information on what's happening with unemployment in Wisconsin. So any of you people that might be listening in Wisconsin, you'll have something to to kind of go off of, and maybe even hammer your senators and representatives in the assembly about. Um, but I think that everybody across the country needs to be paying attention more to that because we got um, millions of illegal immigrants coming into this country. Uh, and and what are we doing? We're paying them money and then telling our own citizens who worked their butts off through the coronavirus epidemic scare. Um, and I put scare on there pointedly, of course, but we, we put we we put our lives on the line for everybody else. And here we are. We're we're being threatened with being denied our uh, the the money that we pay into every week. We pay in money to this fund to make sure that we have it when we go on layoff at the end of the year, because we put in eighty, ninety hours and all that, and then we we want to spend some time with our families because we're away from them all the time. So, and for the, for the, real quick, for those of you who don't know what he's referring to, uh, he's referring to those who do safe work. Such as construction, lawn care, et cetera. Absolutely, and I mean, and that those, those jobs, uh, I know a lot of those kinds of jobs, they they pay really well and all that, and you should be able to save up money. But when you're running a household of five, it's really hard to save up any money at all, especially in this economy. And that's kind of what happened this year. That, and I feel like I was being, I think I was being targeted by the IRS because of my viewpoints, which is another reason to, that I played the video that I did. Um, it's 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 all really just really crazy stuff going on since the beginning of the Biden administration. So those are my final thoughts right now is that everybody keep your heads high and Merry Christmas. And same to you. And folks, uh, again, we thank you for listening at, or in the case of uh, of uh, Tim's viewers, we thank you for viewing, watching. Uh, we wish you the best of uh, the best week ever. And uh we hope that you'll join us next Saturday. Um, just so you know, we are seeking sponsorship. We this show does these shows do require financing. So if you're interested in a in a, in a sponsorship and getting your brand advertised on our show, please contact us at, at contact at therantreloaded.com. We'll be more than happy to get a hold of you, uh, tell you what our sponsorship packages consist of. Or uh, you can go to therantreloaded.com and just make a donation if you 
aren't interested in sponsorship. Uh, again, I don't like asking for money, but the uh, these shows do cost money to produce and maintain online. If you can help us out, we'd be grateful. And with that, with that, I will bid you all adieu. And this is Troy Shelby, as always, saying if today's political climate isn't pissing you off, then you're simply not paying attention. You're here.